Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right, let's mix it up. You know what I want to say? How was your Thanksgiving? Except for... What? You haven't had Thanksgiving yet. I'm imagining what it will be like. (laughs) You can imagine what it would be like, right? I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. This is after Thanksgiving. It'll yeah, this will come out after Thanksgiving, but we're recording it before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I feel I like hate when we have to do that. Yeah, well, if we we would never get time off. Right? You get time off? <laughs> I do. I don't know about you. <laughs> All right. Vacation policy. <laughs> well, okay. So it's as this episode comes out after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, but still fall, still solidly fall. Yeah. Right. So we're we're kind of sticking with the fallish themed drinks. Yeah, for sure. Pretty soon we'll we'll we're get into switch to the Christmas, Christmas Yule drinks. tide drinks. Yeah. yeah whatever but I, that is. But I think you know, folks have had a dose. Of family gatherings, right? Yeah, we are smack in the middle of holiday season. And whether you had Thanksgiving dinner this past Thursday, yep. or whether you've got one coming up, or Correct. you know, or the, other Yuletide slam diggy dang this, parties. <laughs> you are probably at this point, if you're like most people, you've got some kind of holiday dinner planned for, for from here until Christmas yep. every weekend, most likely, right? So there, you're gonna have a lot of time with family. And friends at the dinner table, you know, it's a, it's a time to get together with family, which can be interesting to say the least, right? It can, especially when it comes to money <laughs> yeah. and advice. Everybody has opinions. And guess what? This year, I'm, I'm going to just guess that politics, you know, that, that'll come up more than, than usual with, uh, yeah. with the elections that we had. A lot of talk about the stock market. Yep. yep. You know, because of, uh, you know, no shortage of headlines there this yep. year. The, st- um, the stock market just, yeah, I mean, it's that's an easy one to talk about. Yeah, so financial advice will come along with that, right? Yeah, everyone's favorite good giving holiday topic. And <laughs> ugly. You're going to hear all kinds of financial advice. Oh, gosh. Can we just... I think we should have a universal ceasefire on any cryptocurrency conversation. Oh, my gosh. Thanksgiving. You know, I... Or, I or holidays. I, I mean. didn't think about it, Jason, but you're right. There's going to be a lot of crypto talk. Yeah, but it should just be... I think I've had enough. I I've definitely had enough. have had enough. We need to just sign a treaty <laughs> and say it's done. Well, look, uh, regardless of whether you sign a treaty or not, there'll probably be time with family imbibing with an alcoholic drink, possibly. Yeah. Right? Well, that's a good way to get some... Yeah. Yeah, and then you get loose lips and you get some you get drunk the uncle advice. advice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what we're getting at. Drunk uncle. You all remember the Saturday Night Live sketch with oh. Bobby Moynihan. One of my favorites. Yeah. That guy is hilarious. I can't think of any other characters that he played on Saturday Night Live, but that one. Drunk uncle advice. That one was fantastic. Yeah. Where you just, you get financial advice and then you break out into a song. Yeah. Or or tears. <laughs> or tears. <laughs> and then back at it, right? Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. And probably a, a little some, nap. <laughs> yeah, probably some politically incorrect things. Uh, yeah. Off-color jokes. This is the season for drunk uncle advice yes. at the holiday dinner table, That's Jason. what we're getting to. <laughs> we didn't really want to come right out and say it, but... We didn't want to title we, the episode advice from your drunk uncle. Or how to avoid your drunk uncle. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, mean, I just realized something. We might be the drunk uncle. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Giving financial oh, crap. We might be. 
Oh, We're you know, talk about our you know when, topic. when you're like, hey, no, I don't have that person in my family. It's you. Oh, crap. Or like, no, we don't have that in our group of friends. It's you. Oh, man. Maybe we're. I oh. literally just realized that's probably. I'm an uncle. And I, I drink. We oh, have gosh. to to get through. The, how do you get through the holidays? <laughs> Man's got to do something uh, to keep warm. <laughs> I get through the holidays pretty well. Pretty fortunate. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're not complaining about our families necessarily. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. So this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Let's get into the holiday-ish, fall-ish cocktail we've got going here, Jason. I'm real excited about this. I am too. When I was looking for something that we hadn't done before, we did a lot of seasonal drinks uh, this time last year. Yeah. So a lot of these keep popping up. We don't want to recycle stuff, but this one just, it had to be good, right? This was another one that I found on, uh, well, no, this was, um, well, we're going to change it actually, so I'm not going to cite it, but... This is uh, an apple cider mule, Jason. So mm. mule, when you think mule, what do you think? Vodka. Yeah. Ginger Moscow beer. Mule. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. did we did some episodes in the past on different kinds of mules. We did one where we did, we drank a lot of different kinds of mules. Yeah, and I I mean I I actually really appreciate like a Kentucky mule. Or, yes. I mean I love substitute them. vodka yeah. for anything, anything else. else. Uh, the yes, the Kentucky Mule, oh, uh, and I, the, I mean that is like a common drink when I know I'm not in a spot that I'm going to get a great cocktail. Yeah, I'm going to order a Kentucky. You mule. should be able to get a mule mixed. <laughs> I sure hope so. Yeah, so this is going to be a spin on a mule. We've talked about Mexican mules, gin mules, or mm-hmm. gin gin buck. Actually, yep. yep. Uh, essentially, what it is is a spirit with ginger beer, lots of ice, and lime juice. Yes, uh, but we've got some fun seasonal fall ish yeah yeah variations to this so what we're drinking today and if i just if i keep talking we won't drink and i (laughs) I can see you're chomping at the bit over there so (laughs) two ounces of we'll say spirit this one called for vodka but we we went with we went with bourbon here we did surprise surprise the next is two ounces of apple cider yes Mm, thank you very much Next is a half an ounce of fresh lime juice, and I can't overemphasize fresh. If you get the stuff in the bottle, it's oversweetened. Yep, not it's good. not the same. You're not going to have the uh, you'll be the same product. Three ounces of ginger beer. Yes, yes. And you're gonna you're just gonna fill this glass up with crushed ice. If you've got a copper mug, that's awesome. Make it cold. Um, make it cold. Uh, and then we garnish this one with a lime wedge and an apple slice because of the apple cider. So. Yes. This one just, there's no curveballs here, Jason. I think we're going to have to like this probably. Cheers. Delightful. A lot happening there. It's definitely a mule, but the apple cider, very, the cinnamon just kind of came way out. The ginger and the apple cider, that's got to be what it is. That's great. We used a different ginger beer this time than what we normally we do because um, I like spicy ginger beer. Yeah, this is not as spicy. My favorite is that Q, Q yeah. and it's made with chilies, so it's got like, it's a little burn. it's got a nip it's yep. got a nip it'll get you on the nose you know a fever tree is another good one that's yep. got that like you know there's there's peppers it's spicy yeah right um not like hot spicy but you know it, it's this is bundaberg i'm not sure if i'm saying that right but it's i think this is more of like a looking at the bottle it looks like the honey brown ale you know? i would put it more in like a ginger ale category yeah 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 this is it's sweeter for sure uh but that's really that like I think it plays off the apple cider. It plays nice. really nice off that apple cider. I'm not sure the spicier stuff would be as good. It, it might be a little funny. Yeah. 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 Just because there's a lot of sweet in this one. Boy, this is just, if you like a mule and uh, like Jason said, by the way, too, if you, you walk into a, a bar or a, you know, 
a nice establishment that serves drinks and you're kind of intimidated, you know, intimidated when the bartender mm-hmm. asks, what do you have? You can always say Kentucky Mule. Easy. Uh, and that's an easy one. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, kind of like the old seven and seven, right? Right. Ginger ale or ginger beer mixed with a spirit. That's a, it's a pretty and safe even one. Ginger, ginger ale is fine. You know what? Ginger ale would probably be really good in this it because of a little extra sweetness rather than spiciness. No, this is um, delightful. It's very good. So no curveballs here. It's it's about what I thought it would taste like. It is for me too. Um, and I, I always think of a, a Kentucky Mule as a summer drink. So if, if you're transitioning into the fall. It's just a cold drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, but no, this is. If you're know, transitioning in the fall. This is a, gu- a great way to spice up the. Uh, I wonder the meal. This might actually be good warm. It might be. It's interesting. Yeah, we might have to try that later. Okay. You know, apple cider warm is delicious. Yeah. Yes, it is. So. Ooh. You I don't know if going? you ever did this. Apple cider warm. Put some butter in it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I we like think butter. is twenty seven percent more than it was last That's year. Right. Jason. That's right. <laughs> Make sure you stock up on your butter supply. If you listen to last week's episode. All right, cool. So, drug uncle advice. Yeah, pretty good one. Let's get into the finance topic. Jason, take it away. We were trying to come up with, we realize, you know, at the holiday times, people are getting advice from their friends and family. Whether you asked for it or not. Whether you asked for it or not. And, you know, I think, I think it's good to put some armor on. Okay, not that you need to defend yourself, but that you need to defend yourself from taking the advice. Yeah, you got to terrible. And we're not saying here that you want to start an all out fight over these (laughs) with your drunk uncle at the dinner table. That never after after you got done talking about (laughs) politics, just dive into this and start start contradicting what they have to say. It's a great way to have, uh, you know, your Christmas celebration (laughs) immediately. So it's funny, Jason, because uh, you prepared these ten points, and I I've, I wanted to be surprised by these. Mm-hmm. So let's, go, but I'm I'm glancing at the board here, and I'm laughing because it's you've heard these dead on. Yeah. All right. So ready? Yeah. Let's get started. What's the first one? All right. This one makes my head explode. <laughs> you really should does. always keep your bank accounts separate from your spouse. <sighs> <laughs> you know, there is a time. There is a time for it. I've I've talked to friends who this have is general this and guess this what? Is, yep. They are no longer with that spouse. So right. it turns out in retrospect might have been a good idea. However, I hate this. I hate this. It's it, bad advice. It's bad advice. It's bad advice. Yeah. And rarely bad on the marriage. Rarely is there a time where not having your spouse know what you're doing with money is smart. Right. Okay? If you're actually How can you be united <laughs> you know, with your goals and your financial plan? If you're doing your own thing. Yeah. So I call this financial infidelity. We did an episode of, on financial infidelity, and this was one of the big ones. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You can All go right. back and listen to that one because boom, right there, right out of the gates. Number one, keeping your account separate. Yep. You're right. We hear this all the time. <laughs> I don't want you my not husband fight to know money. how much I spend on <laughs> coffee every day. You want to not fight about money? Just keep don't your account talk about separate. <laughs> that's, like, that's like, uh, I don't know. That's a recipe for... For a volcano down the road. Yep. You're going to fight about money. All right. Second one. <laughs> Number two. I hate this. Gosh. YOLO. What does that mean? I'm <laughs> you are so I'm old. Just kidding. <laughs> you, only you only live, live once. once. This is true. Well, YOLO. So you f- 
Get the credit card out and go to Cancun. You work you only hard. Live once. You work hard. You should enjoy you deserve your money it. or the money that you're going to earn later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, Better this yet. Is bad. You're going to tell your wife how you're going to spend your money. Hey, you know, when you're keeping <laughs> your separate bank accounts and you only live once. That's right. You can see how these compound. As we Ooh. get down the list, the, the compounding effect of I'm this. I'm getting like, I'm getting really, like, yeah, lots of creeps going ooh, on here. You only live Ouch. once. This is true. You do only live. Well, I, and I don't even like saying that, but there are consequences to how you spend in your younger years that will have an impact later, right? Yeah, definitely. Right? You didn't need that free t-shirt in college for that Capital One card you got. Yeah, no such thing as a free t-shirt no at a ball game. No way. All right. I feel like I should be saying this in drunk uncle voice. I don't know. You, <laughs> you know what, Seth? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You married? You should keep a separate checking account. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Put your uh, 401k in cash. Or gold. Or gold. <laughs> or anything that the drunk uncle say. You know what I did this year? You're gonna hear it. You're gonna. You're going to hear this at yep. the Thanksgiving slash Christmas table this year. Here we, <laughs> well, everybody. January <laughs> everybody market's bad, but I'll tell you what I did in January. I moved mine to cash. I washed to cash. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't looked back since. You know, there is an episode, Jason, that we've done for all of these so far that we, we should have just gone in and said, go to this episode for the rebuttal. Go to this episode for the rebuttal. Yeah, we could. But yeah, gold cash as long-term investments. Cash is historically the worst producing asset class there is, the worst returning asset class. This year, probably not the case, which should scare you, right? Because the, you, rarely does it repeat. Rarely does it repeat. <laughs> so yeah, if you're in cash, boy, now is the time to get out of it. Yeah, what they didn't tell you is they've been in cash since 2008, right? <laughs> yeah, the bottom. Probably March of 2009 is when they went to cash. Uh, All right. Okay. Ooh, man, this is heavy. It's making me feel... Because mm, we know what I need another one of these yeah, when we're done. Well, good thing we have bourbon night tonight. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> We've pre-gamed. <laughs> all ready. right. Number four, buying is always better than renting. That's right. Oh, At least you're building cheaper. equity. Always cheaper. No, no. I can tell you personal experience. What's this year? This is 2022. We're going on year 17 in our five-year house. You know, the first house <laughs> that we bought when we got married and we thought this is our starter home. Yeah. We won't be here more than five years, but I, I sure don't want to rent. Man, rent was a lot cheaper than whenever it we was. bought our house. But yeah. I can tell you, Jason, that as a 20-year-old, newly married, yep. with my $8 an hour job <laughs> and my wife full-time in college, also working a full-time job. At Family Video. Probably paid $12. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. We were both in school and working full-time right? and pretending to be grown up in our house. And there are a lot of times that I realized I should not be a homeowner. Yeah, it's like when that proverbial hot water heater starts leaking or the furnace dies yeah. or you know your front door is broken and you, you just don't know what to do. Like when regular maintenance pops up and blows the budget. Right. You, and by the way, when you talk about budgeting, you know, you remember you got married young too. I did, yeah. $20 would screw the budget entirely up, right? Man, I mean, you want to talk about being stressed about money. Exactly. I mean, I had to like debate on whether I was going to buy a coffee from the, you know, the gas station or not. Like that's, mm -hmm. and then you have a major issue like a furnace or something. And then something you wake like up that. to water in the basement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't, <laughs> I mean, literally, I, I know there was a 
couple weeks time where I was like, I don't know where the money's coming from for a furnace. Yeah. And we're just going to be cold in here. Yeah. I, I remember mean, it's, the time. it's crazy. So I grew up in the country and I remember the right. time that, uh, I guess this is not, not the same thing. That's all right. I, I grew up in the country where I didn't, I didn't know that some cities had income taxes and I was shocked <laughs> whenever I found out that I hadn't paid three years of city income tax <laughs> and I had to come up with that money and I'm going, this is it. This is what wrecks us. I'm looking back like, okay, luckily we're in a place where that's not a problem. But if that's the case, you probably should not be owning air quote owning a house when you're young you don't know exactly where you're going to be one right. you don't know what jobs they're going to do or where you're going to be taken to you just need to you know slow down now it's fine renting is really expensive right now it is very expensive but That's buying is really expensive always right now. better but yeah you've you've heard that from a lot of people well at least you're building equity eh, maybe yeah well maybe right now maybe not you might be going with interest rates too. as high as they are right now, along with house prices being higher. I mm. mean, we're seeing some softening there, but not like it should be. So that's all right. a really good lead into the next one, Jason. Number five, uh-huh. go to college at all cost. Yeah. Pick it out like you're picking a new Maserati out. <laughs> you know, they got to have the best rec rooms, well, the best dorms. I've said it on the podcast before. Five star chefs. If you don't, you might end up driving the bunny bread truck, right? <laughs> you know what? The bunny bread truck driver's got a pretty good job. He's owning that he's, business, he's right? He's making decent money. <laughs> yeah, that's something that they didn't tell us in high school. Like, hey, actually, that guy driving that truck's not doing too bad. Well, and right? we really feel like we were put in a weird spot out of high school, our generation specifically, that was like the only option to have. It. If you don't want to be a loser, yeah. Okay. If you don't want to be a drunk uncle at, right. the, at the holiday table. I used to use the thing like, you know what I wish I would have done? I would have gone to college at any, any cost, whatever it took. <laughs> you want to be like me? Do I seem happy to you? <laughs> I used to use the line, the Chris Farley line of, you're going to live in a van down by the river. You and know, my daughter now is like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I was just going to say, there are shows about people who live in vans and they call it van life or yeah, whatever. Like, she's like, I'm like, that used, to be, that used to be an insult. <laughs> it, it's kind of cool now, right? Right, right. So don't take that advice from me when I'm drinking on at the we've, holiday party. We've done a couple episodes on the cost of college. Count the cost, friends. You need to count the cost. Yeah. All right, ready? Number six, save as much as possible. All right, so this is pretty... This is vagary on purpose. Yeah, pretty vague. Okay. So I think what people are saying here is you should put as much into a savings account as possible. Okay. Okay. Now... We live in Northwest Ohio, German heritage, just pumping through these veins all over the place, right? Yep. Very conservative bank savings accounts don't do anything for you except for allow you access to a money if you have liquidity. Yeah. Yep. So don't, you don't have to pile cash upon cash upon cash. The point is set a limit. Okay. When was the last time you had a $50,000 emergency? Yeah, and that's nothing. How many times have we talked to clients who have $500,000 in savings scattered all around the banks around yeah. town, right? Yeah, their, go, their, you, new, their favorite hobby is collecting toasters at opening <laughs> accounts. At different you banks. explain to me what a $500,000 emergency looks like. Yep. Right? Just and I'll listen. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah. All right, ready? Number okay. seven. Oh, boy. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear what? it. I bought stock. A, B, C, D. And it's awesome. You should too. You should too. It's a cutting edge stock. I, you know what I think of? I think of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, my favorite movie. 
And I think of I've already watched it this year. You have. I have. I haven't watched it yet. Gosh, I'm behind the eight ball. Anyways, (laughs) it was the I tried to give uh, try to get him into the plastics business and he just wouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sam. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Wainwright. Sam Wainwright. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. Oh, gosh. Anyways, hot stock picks. Okay. I saw on the Motley Fool. Everyone saw it. It's not hot. Yeah. Okay. All right, and you ready? know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm, I don't want to talk bad about the Motley Fool. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah, but but stock tips. Well, it's like we tell our clients. Unless we're talking about millions of dollars, you're not going to build a well diversified portfolio picking stocks. You're gonna do the opposite. You're right. And I have clients who have uh, we call them Mad Money accounts. You know, they yeah. just they have that itch to do it, and I'll say, you know what? That's fine. Set some aside and and go scratch the itch. Buy stocks. Right. But here's the deal: you're gonna win big on half of them. You're gonna lose big on half of them, and you're gonna be about where you're, yep, where you're starting. Right? Yeah. So I I put this in a bit of a category of like gambling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of times the drunk, I do like this better than gambling, Jason. I know. I know. But I it's mean, better than betting on the ponies. I suppose. But your drunk uncle's probably doing both. He's probably <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's made the best decisions. Well, <laughs> all right. Betting on the ponies. Ready? Number eight. Yeah. Bankruptcy is best. Oh, you're just I know how hard it's been. You got so many credit cards. Oh, you had to buy all those things on Amazon. I think you should just stick just it start to the over. credit. Stick it to the credit card companies. Yeah, just start over they with make a clean millions slate. of dollars every year. It's easy yeah. to it's, it's easy it's to file easy, for bankruptcy. It's a lot easier. Just just in four or five years, maybe a decade, you'll be back on your feet. So you can do it again. You can <laughs> All right. Rarely are folks actually bankrupt. Yeah. Okay. Exhausted. Okay. But rarely bankrupt. <laughs> if you have $20,000 in credit card debt, you're not bankrupt. You're just not. Yeah. Okay. You need advice. You know, if you want. And a little bit of discipline. Discipline. You lack discipline. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, kindergarten cop. It right? is kindergarten cop. So anyway. Is that a holiday movie? Not really. All right. I mean, it's uh, what's the one rocket guy? Uh, oh, jingle all the way, jingle all the way, <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> jingle all the way. <laughs> That's Rock- a good one. What? What's the uh, Turbo Man? Turbo Man. <laughs> I, I kept wanting to say Rocket Man. Man, if you're still listening, God bless you. Yeah, I know. Well, God, God bless, bless every- you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we stop. The same thing. All right. Yeah. So far. Really bad advice here, Jason. I know. Ready? Number nine. <laughs> and there's more. I'd be on 10. Trust me. Okay. Number nine. Everyone needs life insurance when they die. Yeah. No. You know you're going to hear something like this. Yeah. You know it. And it is. Yeah. At least good. get a policy to bury you. Right? You no. hear that all the time. You don't. But no. What if you yeah. don't? Alex Trebek did not convince me to buy that, that policy. Was it Pen Life? Pen Life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or colonial, yeah. colonial life, colonial, colonial pen. pen. We almost got it. Jeez. Between the two of us, yes. we have one colonial fully pen. functional brain. Okay, so we have a very fundamental view of life insurance. It's income replacement. Yeah, it's a necessary evil until you don't need it anymore. That's right. So yep. if you're 70 years old and been retired for 10 years with $4 million, are you screwing around with I'm life insurance pretty for? sure you can put yourself in the ground and build an obelisk on top of there. Ooh, obelisk. Yeah. I, isn't that a weird phenomena? We were so. I like the word obelisk. It makes me think of uh, Space Odyssey, two thousand one. Great movie. Love that movie. Exactly. I I mean, we're talking about movies we like a lot today. I'm I'm a Catholic guy. 
I went to the cemetery around All Saints Day, November first. That's our our kind of our thing, and they there's obelisks on people's graves. It was like a common thing, and like big monuments, big monuments. Huh? Big monuments. It's strange. Hmm. Anyways, so life insurance, yeah, necessary evil. Hey, look, I look forward to the day that I'm worth more to my wife alive than dead. <laughs> In the meantime, I'll be watching my back. <laughs> uh, I had a client one time say, uh, I have a pillow and a ratchet strap in my <laughs> in my closet for my husband. Ooh. I was like, wow. Okay, ready? Number 10. <sighs> You're going to hear this. <sighs> Kids these days, <laughs> nobody likes no. to work. <laughs> nobody goes to work anymore. They just sit around they playing video watch their games. TikToks. They can't even leave their house to get their own fast food. They have people deliver it. <sighs> they do the ticky tocky dances and <laughs> nobody wants to work. And that's what's wrong with this. That's what's wrong with this country. I got to tell you, I don't see this. I see some of the hardest working folks in their 20s mm-hmm. and their 30s. They're killing it, killing it. Yeah. Okay. I, I do think that kids these days maybe don't want to. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in a movie quoting mood. Uh, I just thought of another one, but I I think kids these days want to uh, look, even you and I, when we entered the workforce, our, our thought on like on work, Mm -hmm. our attitude towards work is different than kids now. Right. Right. And so I think there is some progression that's good. You know, you look at our parents' generation, especially our, our parents' parents' generation. And, you know, the idea was I do what I have to do. So my family survives. Right. And you know, it might be going to a job that you hate for 35 years, but it pays my wages. It pays my bill. Like, right. It provides a good living. All right. And then our generation, we come in and we want to be fulfilled by our work, which is okay, by the way. Right. Right. If you can do all those things and be fulfilled, well, that's great. You know, maybe generations before us didn't have those opportunities, but I do think that the generation after us is probably in a better yet situation, right? They're Definitely. If you can pursue a passion of your, so I just think that the idea of you know having to go to the coal mine or you know <laughs> a, a factory that you know right. like you have no interest in the work or whatever, but you do what you got to do. You don't have to these days, right? Exactly. So, I, and I I think that a lot of that could be you know the I think it's a perception difference, absolutely, right? And so one thing I'm going to say on this note, I think it's really important. If you're going to a restaurant, mm-hmm. number one. You're privileged in the world. Tip your bar staff. Right. Number two, be nice to those people that are there. Yeah. Okay. The workforce is smaller. Yeah. Period. Sure. A lot of the baby boomers have exited the work workplace. There's just less folks in the workforce compared to what it used to be. Yep. And there's no less service jobs. Right. So just be nice. So I, I say tip your waiters and waitresses, tip your bartender. That's right. I got a taste of bartending a couple of weeks ago, Jason. Yeah. It's demanding. I'll tell you what. It's demanding. 30 old fashions, <laughs> 25 Manhattans, 10 or 15 martinis. Yeah. And that's just what you drank. That's just what I drank. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a night. <laughs> yeah. So here's some advice to avoid from, you know, that relative at the dinner table. Hopefully this was fun. I had fun with it. Although, boy. Some of this advice made me, made me squirm a little bit, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's all right. Just, you know what? Tell your uncle you love him. There you go. That's it. <laughs> that's all he needs to know. 
<laughs> fill up his drink. <laughs> Thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Cheers. I'm starting. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.